We live in a world that is full of dichotomy. I'm going to, is dichotomousness a word? Yeah, we have a very dichotomous world. And they're, 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 we have all of these, uh, and there's a lot of tension created. I mean, just think about um, politically. Like we want to we wanna help people, but then so many times we, we also have the attitude, well, they ought to help themselves, right? Uh, we, we feel like, well, let's just forgive all of that debt. Sorry, I just had to go there. And, but they took out the loan, right? So then we say, well, you know, we should care for desperate people, but then we should also secure our borders. And there's tension between rules and relationships. There's tension between principles and people. And so as a believer, what, what do we do with that space in between where we want to be compassionate, but we want to follow the rules? We feel that in church as well, between love and judgment, between maturing believers and welcoming seekers, between showing grace and speaking the truth. And my guess is that in all those situations, you fall on one end of the spectrum or the other, or you lean one direction or the other. We're going we're gonna to dig into the tension between truth and grace this morning and next week. And, and what we would love to uncover is what is the heart of that matter? What is the heart of grace and truth? And we live in a culture, I think, today that tends towards grace. Everything's fine. It's all about relationships. You can live however you want, do whatever you want, because God has already forgiven you through Jesus Christ. And I believe that he has, but at the same token, I think we need to be reminded and we need to live under the truth of the unchanging word of God that says, as a follower of Jesus, there ought to be maturity happen. There ought to be growth happening. So those who are all about grace are beautiful people. Grace people are more about love and relationship. Grace people don't want to sacrifice a relationship over some kind of disagreement. Grace people don't want to be confrontational because they don't want to judge anybody. But here's the truth. Grace people are mostly concerned about being loved. And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to be loved. I like these people. I like grace people. They are great to be around. They don't ruffle any feathers. They cut us a lot of slack. They are easy going. They accept us. They don't make demands on us. They're always welcoming. But there's a downside to being a grace people. And if your main motivation is just to be loved, the problem is that grace without truth is just nice and accepting. And in the name of grace, grace people will avoid issues that honestly need to be addressed. Grace people who are mostly concerned about love, without any truth in that, 
just become nice and accepting. And also, grace without truth breeds deception and moral compromise. I mean, how nice are you being to somebody or your friends if you let them continue to believe and practice a lie? How grace-filled is the doctor that doesn't look at you and say it's cancer? If he just wants to be your friend and not give you any bad news. Grace people are pleasant to be around, but we might wonder if they really like us or if they just want to be liked. Grace people may accept us for who we are, but they don't always help us become who we should be. But I like these people, right? Now, we all know people who are grace people. We also know people who are truth people. And truth people are easy to admire. They believe in right and wrong, no space in between, right? They have convictions and principles. They speak out against injustice and oppression and evil. And whereas grace people are mostly about just being loved, truth people are mostly concerned about being right. And being right is a good thing. We need to be right when it comes to doctrine and laws and moral issues. We need people to enforce the rules in a world that is prone to ignore them. But there's a downside to having truth with no grace because truth without grace can become an excuse for belligerence. The truth needs to be defended at all costs, right? Even if it costs a person. They'll point out wrong regardless of what the fallout is. I've heard it so many times. Well, let's just let the chips fall where they may. Because you're the bull in the china shop. Also, truth without grace breeds self-righteousness and legalism. Because we have our list. And we are confident that we are right and the tendency is to believe that, that our rightness makes us righteous. Not so much. Truth people make difficult decisions, but they also make life difficult on others. They inspire us with their courage, but turn us off with their intimidation. So the question is, who's right well, if you're a truth person, well, of course I'm right because I am truth. I, am, I embody truth. I'm, that's what I'm concerned about. If you're a grace person, there's always a but. There's always a what if. As a general rule, something is wrong if everybody hates you. As a general rule. But something is probably just as wrong if everybody loves you. So I'm hoping that you're feeling with me the tension here. Like what, what side should I fall on then? Just tell me what to do, Eric. Like just tell me what's, I, I can't. 
Because there's, there's tension here. Because both grace and truth have their dangers. For instance, grace people think truth people have no heart. Right? If I'm a grace person and I see how you handle people, you just have no heart. Because the truth of the matter is, <laughs> truth that doesn't originate in love is harsh and cruel. So grace people think that truth people have no heart. On the other hand, truth people think grace people have no spine. Because a grace that is spineless is meaningless. So, so here's what I feel like we have to realize here in the tension of all of this, and that is that we need grace. We also need truth. And in reality, we need Jesus. John introduces us to Jesus. In the first chapter of the book of John, it's the fourth book in the New Testament. There were four books that begin the New Testament. After 400 years of silence, God speaks through Jesus, and you have four different men who write a biography of his life, of his ministry. You had Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They all have a different perspective of the same events. And John is a beautiful book to read if you're a new believer or you're trying to figure this out, I'd recommend reading the book of John. It starts off introducing Jesus. And in verse 14 of John chapter 1, it says this. It says, and the word was made flesh. And the word there is Jesus. And dwelt among us. The Holman Christian Standard Bible says this. It says, he took residence among us. Isn't that beautiful? He moved in next door. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father. And then here's, here's what it says, full of grace and truth. Now, what's amazing to me is that here we are trying to figure out, should we be grace-filled people or should we be truth-filled people? And Jesus was both. But I will say they mentioned grace before truth. I'm just going to say, I'm going to put in my, put in my two cents there. Jesus was all grace. He was full of grace. He welcomed sinners and tax collectors and ate with them. He had compassion on the crowds when they were hungry. He welcomed the little children to sit on his lap and spent time with them and made them a priority. He healed the lepers and the lame and the blind. He saved a criminal on the cross as a dying act. And Jesus was full of grace, but he was also full of truth. He condemned religious leaders for being liars and hypocrites. He talked more about hell than he did about heaven. He called his followers to take up their crosses daily and follow him. He prophesied judgment on Jerusalem for their unrepentant hearts. He obeyed the laws. He set standards and demanded everything from his followers, even to leave your families and give up your life. Well, that doesn't sound very gracious. That's a lot of truth. And the reality is that Jesus came full of grace and truth. John chapter 114, full of grace and truth. 
And here's the truth, or is not an option. As you are living your life, don't feel like you have to be one way or the other. You may have a proclivity towards grace, but it doesn't mean you don't need truth in your life. And you may have a tendency towards truth, but you may, you have to realize that you need grace or is not an option. I think one of the most incredible things about Jesus' ministry and what made his ministry so compelling was his ability to create this powerful synthesis full of grace and truth. In John chapter 8, further on in the book, you have this incredible story. The religious leaders of the day are trying their best to trap Jesus and get him to say something that would turn the crowd against him because their position of authority was being threatened by this new prophet named Jesus. And so they, they decide to, to create a situation that would be uncomfortable for him to address. And so they decide that they are going to, to bring somebody to him who's committed adultery. Now, now here's what's amazing about this. They had to have set this whole thing up. Like it says, if you, we won't read the, the entire text, but it's, it's John chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. At the beginning of the story, they, when they bring this woman to Jesus and they thrust her in front of Jesus and say, This woman was taken in adultery in the very act, they either have incredible timing. Or they set the whole thing up. Can you imagine these religious leaders watching the street corner? All right, there she goes, there she goes. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's follow. Standing outside the door, how long do you think we give them? Awkward, right? These are religious leaders. They're like, we have no idea. How long? <laughs> I don't know, I think three minutes, ten, I don't know. I think now's a good time. They burst in. Ah, we caught you. Like we just happened to be walking by. They drag him out of bed and bring her to Jesus and throw her down. This woman was taken in adultery, and according to the law, if you read the book of Leviticus, she is supposed to be stoned to death for committing adultery. By the way, Leviticus says the guy should have been as well, but they only bring the woman. So Jesus, what do we do here now? They're trying to trap him. Like, are you going to go by the side of grace or are you going to go by the side of truth? Like, are you going to give in and just be Mr. Nice Guy here? Or are you going to obey the law? And you know the story. Jesus just kneels down and starts riding on the ground. And after a while of doing that, eventually the men leave. By the way, it's interesting to me that it was the oldest that left first. From the, from, the, from the oldest to the youngest, they began to leave as he's riding on the ground. I'd love to know what he was riding. And he looks up, and it's just the woman. And he's like, woman, where, where are all of your accusers? 
And she says, they've, they've all gone. And then he says this incredible two phrases in verse 11. He says this, and neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. If I were to say anything about that first phrase, if I was going to condense that down to one word, it would be the word grace. Neither do I condemn thee. And then, and then what would I say about the second half? Truth. That's grace and truth. He was full of both. Randall said this week, he said, the, the difference between Christianity and every other religion is that neither do I condemn thee came before go and sin no more. Whew. Every other religion, stop your sinning and then you're acceptable to God. Ah, Jesus is a new way. Grace and truth happening at the same time in this story. We desperately need more grace in our lives. We need to hear from Jesus. Come to me, all you who are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. We need that grace in our lives. We need to know that God doesn't expect us to clean up our act before we come to him. He asks us to come just as we are in our brokenness, in our pain, in our humility, in our repentance, in our faith, and receive the grace that Jesus offers us. We need to hear that a wayward son who has squandered an inheritance and lived an immoral, rebellious life has a loving father waiting for him back home. We need grace, but we also need truth. We need to hear from Jesus, I am the truth, right? And the truth shall set you free. We need to hear from Jesus, I tell you the truth. John 8, 36, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. But if the Son sets you free, you are free indeed. We need someone as gracious as Jesus to tell us the truth, that you are not okay, that you are guilty. And anyone who tells you otherwise is not telling you the truth. And because they won't tell you the truth, you won't experience the grace that you need to become who you need to become. We need grace and truth. We need both of them in our lives. So what do we do with this today? Let me just, let me just give you a few points and then we'll be out. And then next week we're going to talk about where, where the right perspective of grace and truth comes from, which is the, the source, the root, the heart of grace and truth. But let's do this. Let's at least be honest with ourselves and recognize our leaning, right? Like recognize, yeah, I, I kind of lean this direction. We're all built differently. We have different default settings. You are naturally predisposed to either grace or truth. One of the most freeing days for me, I read a book uh, several years ago called The Road Back to You. And in The Road Back to You, it, it, it gives you the different personality types that God has created 
Man, that was such a relief to me. Like, I know this is how God made me, but here's all, of the, here's all of the things that go along with that that are wonderful and good, and then here's all the things that I struggle with all the time. So I'm really good at this part of life, but I really struggle with this part of life. But it gave me permission to be the way God made me while I am still working on the things that I need to work on. And so God made all of us the way that we are, but it doesn't give us a pass for the things that we need to work on. But we have a tendency one way or the other towards truth or towards grace. So recognize your leaning. And then number two, realize you need a full supply of both. So just because you lean towards truth doesn't mean you don't need more grace in your life. And just because you lean towards grace doesn't mean you don't need more truth in your life. Because Jesus never spoke truth without speaking it gracefully. Hello. You can know the truth and you can be right. But it does no good if you don't say it gracefully. Grace was never separated from truth. Neither do I condemn they go and sin no more. And truth was never separated from grace because he never displayed grace in a way that would compromise truth. He never did. Recognize your leaning. Realize you need a full supply of both. And finally, remember that you only give because you've already received. And so, so whether or not you feel like you can be gracious is a matter of what you are allowing Jesus to do through you because you've received grace. And whether or not you feel like you can tell somebody the truth that God wants you to share with them, you have already received that. You know the truth because somebody shared it with you already. You weren't born as wonderful as you are right now, right? Somewhere along the line, you had to learn what that truth was. And because somebody shared the truth with you and now you know the truth, Think of how God can use that in the hearts of lives of other people. You can show grace to others because you have been shown much grace. So recognize your leaning. You could probably write down one or the other right now. Like I just, yeah, that's me. I tend towards, yep, that's me. And, 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 and what I love, like live in that. That's, that's who God created you to be. That's you. But, but recognizing your leaning and understanding the fact that you are, yeah, I, I kind of tend to be this. But all those things you said about truth people, that's me. And all those things you said about grace, but yeah, I can see why. Yeah, okay. Maybe just being nice is not enough. Maybe being right's not enough. And so I lean one direction or the other, but I, I need both in my life. And maybe that's been the problem. Maybe that's why you're frustrated. Maybe that's why your spouse is frustrated. Maybe that's why people don't like you. I don't have anybody in mind. I'm just saying. Maybe let the Holy Spirit work on your heart right there. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why you don't have any deep friendships because you're only about an inch deep. I don't know. 
but recognize you're leaning and realize you need both, but have the confidence that God can give you a full supply. Now, you've already received plenty of grace to hand out to others, and you already know enough truth to be helpful. Man, thank God for Jesus. If you want to get ahead of the game a little bit, read 1 Corinthians 13 this week as we jump into that. And what I want to focus on are the first four verses next week. And then we're going to jump into where this truth and grace needs to come from. I'll give you a hint. Any grace that doesn't spring out of genuine love is just being nice. And any truth that does not stem from a heart of love is unkind. So, there you have it. Let's pray. Father, we love you, and we are grateful for the grace and truth that we have been shown, that you have demonstrated, that has been applied to our lives. We would not be where we are today had it not been for you, for the people you've placed in our lives, and help us to live in this relationship. Help us to help us to desire to be more of who we need to be. Help us to be more like Jesus. Help us to realize that or is not an option. We need both. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.